Hello, everyone. Um, hello, welcome to the Arsaholics podcast on a fucking hell. What day is it? Tuesday? When, Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. I mean, fixtures. Requ- I require Premier League fixtures to calibrate what day of the week it is, and so yeah, preseason is just a nightmare for me. But um, everyone, welcome to the podcast. As I said, this is um, a really. This is probably like. I look forward to this episode every season. Today we're going to be doing our squad review, so we're going to reflect on um, the squad that we have today, make some assumptions on who we're going to bring in and go through and and um, discuss who we think that we would like to keep, sell, buy. Um, if I could, please, I always forget to do this. So please, can everyone, um, if you haven't already, and if you listen to this, would love it if you could subscribe to the podcast and share, tell your friends, everyone. It's awesome. Um, you know, it, it, even if you don't really like it that much, just tell people it's good. It's just, <laughs> thank. I just really appreciate that. Um, for those of you who can't see them, um, you've got Mize and Aaron and with me today. So, you know, proper three musketeers action going on. Hello, boys. Hello. Hello. You good? Three, three musketeers action sounds a bit pornographic, doesn't it? I mean, so until anything just, anything yeah. for hits <laughs> until i've just yeah i probably shouldn't have put that into people's minds um and good evening everyone who's with us including russell uh russ evening evening man emery throwback uh wonder what he's getting up to in the transfer window behind the scenes with monkey do you remember when monkey was linked with arsenal and like he was about to be our sporting director do you remember that is that how you say it i think it's it monkey Oh, that's, this is like who did we discuss last time that you said really oh, weird? Kaiseido. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, guys, I was listening to this. I'm pretty. It's, it's Kaiseido, right? Wait, how did Raj say that? Saisido. I think it was. Well, I got all right, fine. But I said that. But I was. I did take your pronunciation. I went with it. I didn't fight it. After yeah, yeah. you won with Lopetegui. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> mon- monkey is monkey. You... It's definitely what... not monkey. That's what you said. What did you say? monkey (laughs) (laughs) that's that's fundamentally different pronunciations um this wasn't on the agenda anyway uh so when what what we're gonna do is obviously we're not gonna go through every single player in detail because that would take too long okay so what the what what we decided to do is we the boys have aaron and myers have given me their review so so they've gone through each player and they've said out of those players is there anyone they would sell or loan yeah and they will send it to me so Myers doesn't know what Aaron and said and vice versa um and they don't know what I've said so we're only going to go through properly the players who one of us at least one of us has said that we should loan or sell I hope that makes sense we're going to go through position by position and I created slides um which is really exciting for anyone who's watching um you know but obviously, if you're not watching and if you're just listening, I'm sorry, but I will just um, make sure that I tell you what's what I'm seeing. So give me one second. OK, let's make sure I can do this uh, proper, proper window. All right, here we go. All right. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Can you see my screen? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. OK, good. You can. Oh, brilliant. OK. Awesome. So I can't see your faces anymore, by the way. So um, I'm just seeing my my PowerPoint slide here. All right. So, right. Let's get cracking. So the first assumption, guys, er, that we've made, we are heavily linked right now with three players. Kai Havertz, Declan Rice, and Jurian Timber. 
Kai Havertz looks like it's done. Probably going to be announced in the next couple of days. Declan Rice, um, that saga bloody just continues. Man, as of recording right now, all we know is that Man City made their bid yesterday uh, or, or today, was it? And it got rejected. Um, and um, the anticipation is that Arsenal are going to go in with their third bid. By the time you guys listen to this, if you're not listening to it live, um, that bid may have already come through and been rejected by now. I don't know. But anyway, um, at the time of recording, you know, we're still very much in it. And with Durian, um, with Durian Timber, it seems very progressed. And it seems like we've agreed stuff with the player and it's just all about agreeing with the fee. And there's no sign that um, there's anyone rivaling it for us. So we factored those into our assumptions here. We haven't factored in any other signings. Yeah, because, you know, we are linked with Lavia and a few others. But when we've gone through the squad, we've not assumed anything aside from those transfers, those three transfers that I've said. So assume that if it's not those three players that come in it's players who are very like for like yeah hopefully that makes sense all right so guys defenders right unanimous keeps these are the five defenders that we all agreed we should keep so i don't think anything is there's anything to dive into guys on this but were any of these five were any of them borderline contenders for any of you so i should i should read it out shouldn't i sorry um (laughs) white gabrielle Saliba, Tomiyasu, Zinchenko. Those five, we all agreed um, we should keep. So, sorry, back to you guys. Any comments on any of them? I think they're all nailed. I mean, Tomiyasu, you can maybe argue with rumours of um, Timber and they sound like similar sort of-ish players, but I think Tomiyasu has a big season to prove his fitness and his reliability. So kind of just gave him the benefit of the doubt. I think everyone else kind of speaks for himself. Yeah, I I think with Tomiyasu, he's going to, Assuming he's fit for the start of the season, I think he's going to be that that guy that covers a number of defensive positions. You know, the kind of utility man at the back, and could become quite key at certain periods of the season. So, yeah, I definitely want to keep him. Uh, I totally agree. Um, so, nothing else for me to add there. I was a, a request from you both because so now I'm sharing the screen, and I don't want to screw anything up. I can't actually see the comments. So, if there are any comments that you guys want to, um, you know, put up there and and read out, please please do that. Don't wait for me to do it. Is that all right, guys? Yep. Wicked okay. legends. Right. So the first player that one of us, at least one of us, wanted to move on is this guy. All right. Rob Holding. Rob Holding. All Sorry. three of us. Said, I was going to say, like, who, if someone said keep him, no, there would have been a riot here. <laughs> okay, fine. At least, at least one of us wanted to move on. And Holding, all three of us wanted to sell. Guys, are you any any comments on this one? It's what it's one of those. It's it's sad to to say it in some ways. It's so unanimous that you know that we want him gone. But his time's passed, given the level of the team. In my opinion, Mize, do you have any comment? Not really, mate. Yeah, I think um, yeah, he's been a good servant to the club. Um, but like you say, kind of his time has come. We're moving on to kind of, you know bigger and better things. Basically, I think last season was it was evidence that. He's just not at the level. Um, even as a fourth or fifth choice centre back, we need we need better options. Um, we need more mobile options. Um, and yeah, we just can't afford to go into another season with him. Just the risk of him, you know, that risk or potential risk of him coming in if we have a couple of bad injuries um, in defence. Just just don't want to see it this season. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah let him go even if it's i don't know kind of how long he's got left on his contract i'm not really too fussed how much money we'd get for him just yeah i think i think his his place in the squad should be should be taken up by you know timber kirio obviously um tomiyasu the the guys that we want to keep so yeah um thanks rob holding but yeah time to say goodbye aaron what's a 
what's a good fee for Rob Holding? Do you care? Uh, no, I think he can do well. Like this time last season, I was like, he could go somewhere and actually go to a kind of bottom half Premier League club and start and actually do well. But I don't know if he's actually a good defender anymore either. Uh, that's the worry. I still think he can go to a good few clubs and, and do a decent job. You know, he's he's English. He's been in the Premier League, very experienced. He probably won't demand a good wage. He's a good guy. I like him. And um, let's just, you know, treat him with the respect he deserves, but let's not mess about. We should move him on and it should be not even. Like if some, if Rob Holding is still here and within touching distance of the squad, then something has gone very wrong come august i i mean we're obviously very early on in the window i was just checking exactly how old rob holding is because he's not really old is the other one so is he 28 27 20s yeah yeah 27 so he's he's gonna be 28 in september but still really really good age um i (laughs) i was having a conversation with some non-arsenal fans about this and and they were um really disagreeing with me when i said that i think that he can command a decent fee because I think that, in my opinion, Rob Holding would be an asset to any of the kind of teams who think they're going to be in the bottom five, bottom six. I mean, this is a guy with so many appearances under his belt for Arsenal, um, Premier League and in Europe. And we know what his skill set is. He's, he, you know, he still gets minutes for Arsenal when we are low blocking, we're trying to defend, seeing a game out. You know, he's deemed good enough to be in a squad that was trying to get into the top four. Um, and I sort of feel like if you're one of those bottom five sides and you're thinking about survival, I mean, really, I'll call it, is it tw- as I said, 27, 28 years old, English experienced, surely you should be able to demand an okay fee. Like, I mean, given the amount of money that you see some players go for, I mean, is it, isn't he basically, isn't he basically the defensive, uh, the, the defender version of Chris Wood? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Chris was yeah. an international though, so slight difference there. But did Rob, did Rob Holding get in the England squad once? He, I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, oh, did Chris Wood is what is is Australian? New, is it New Zealand? New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, yeah. Rob Holding would be New Zealand captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. I know. I think. Yeah, you're right. I think he could do a decent job. His experience. I didn't realize he was only twenty. You said twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty seven. That's yeah. He looks older, doesn't he? Um, but no, look, I think. Yeah, if he's 27, you can get a decent amount, but anything more than 10 million is great. I, mean, I think you get more than that. I don't mind if I go mad with that. So I'm pretty sure that like, if we really marketed it well, everything that I've just said, right, surely he's worth like 15 to 20 million. No way. Man. No, man. Come on. No. But, but, but can we talk about... He's a centre-back. Like, I know, he's... but can we talk about the amount of money that some of these he... players go for? His contract, his contract's apparently up. So Russ has put a comment up here. I guess you can't see it, Raj. Um, so his contract ends in a year, okay. which must be a factor, you know, in terms of whatever kind of fee we could get. But I can't see us getting anywhere near fifteen million. Definitely not twenty. I, I'm thinking kind of seven to ten million. Yeah, that would be any like seven would be good. I, I, I would be. Just... I'd be happy with that kind of money. To be yeah. honest. Maybe I'm over egging with the twenty, but fifty. Like, <laughs> come on, man! Like, he would be an ass. He he could be the difference between the team going down and staying up. He's yeah, got that he could, much experience, but he could also send them down too. Who is, <laughs> he's not that. He's come on, man! Like, he's I, not, I think 
if he's good enough to get minutes at Arsenal, surely he's good enough to get minutes at like I don't know Nottingham Forest. Yeah, fine, but would they pay? Maybe, maybe. Look, I let's see, let's see. I think, yeah, let's. I mean, let's he, he's been he's been linked with a loan to Besiktas, right? Is it a loan? <laughs> so I think that might tell us that there might not be that many suitors for him this season in terms of actually getting a fee for him. So I think. Like I said, I think it's more about his squad place for us. And if we get a fee, then great. But if we can get him out for a season um, and, and and just, yeah, like I said, squad places, we need to fill them up with with top quality. So either way, but yeah, he's definitely a, a sell or loan. Fine. Um, all right. So the next one is probably the most interesting conversation of them all, I think, because it's definitely one that's divided Twitter I think I've changed my personal, personally, I've changed my mind about this um, a number of times, I think, over the last month or so. But here's what we thought. So Mize is the only one out of the three of us who says keep, and Aaron and myself had said sell. So Mize, do you want to give us the argument for keep? Uh, I didn't prepare this, so yeah. <laughs> what, were your, what was your rationale? What was your rationale? Rationale was, I think... So, like, obviously, Tierney didn't get that much game time last season. So I can understand why, from his perspective, he might be looking to move. And obviously, he's one of our one of our players that would command a decent fee. Um, however, I think if, on the assumption that we get Timber in, it feels like Timber's going to be the right-sided Zinchenko. I know he can play a couple of different positions, but it, it looks like he could be, um, yeah, that that player on the right that can also play midfield that can invert um and i just wonder if that means that there's potentially a an opening there for tierney in certain games where maybe zinchenko's injured but also when we might want to play a slightly different style not so much style but you know just set up slightly differently timber on the right um he's the he's the guy that you know, goes centrally uh, into midfield when we have the ball. Um, and then Tierney, as we know, is a decent defender. He can play left back, left back. He can play centre back, but he basically makes up the third, you know, the, the three um, three in defence. Um, and I feel like the other reason why I, f- I sort of feel like we might end up keeping him is, is because the, you know, going going into the end of the season, there was a lot of talk about him leaving. There was a lot of talk about Newcastle and those links and sort of thirty million pounds, whatever the number was. That seems to have quietened down a lot, and I just wonder if that is as a result of maybe everything I've just said, but also maybe Arteta has him in his plans for this season. And I think we've also got to frame it with what we have coming up this season. Right? It's a very, very different. Um, it's a very different kind of outlook in terms of fixtures and the level of games that we've got and the frequency of games that we've got because we want to go far in the Champions League this season. And I think to be honest, we want to go far in all the, you know, in all our competitions at the FA Cup as well. And I just think that maybe there's a chance that Tierney plays a decent number of games this season. Um and I wonder also if we were to sell him, who really is our left back cover? Like I know that he's a very different player to Zinchenko. I know we've got someone like Tommy Yasu who can play there, but really, he you know if asked to go and find someone in the market, considering 
the I was going to say the struggles we're having at the moment. I don't we're not I don't think we're necessarily struggling, but you know there's a lot of work that we're doing in the transfer market and other positions at the moment. Obviously, the Declan Rice deal seems to be the one that is like you know um, really taking up a lot of our attention and focus. But yeah, I I just think if we were to get if we were to sell Tierney, yeah, it's money in the bank, great. But then do we have enough cover in that position, given? We're now a Champions League team and we need a Champions League squad. And I always also compare it to City. I always look at City. You've got to look at City as the model now. And there's no first 11 for City. They don't have really a first choice left back. They play players based on the system and they just have 20 or so very good players. And I think Tierney is potentially one of those players. And I think he'd be really hard to replace as well. So, yeah, I, I would want to keep him. I think unless a ridiculous offer comes in, I, I don't really see the need to sell him. Unless he's itching to get out because he wants to be a starter for another, you know, another club. I think there's all pretty compelling arguments to keep, to be honest. Um, Aaron, and what is your counter on this? I think, I think it's one of those where it's like, look, we we always go on about Arsenal not being good at selling. The reason we're not being we're not good at selling is because we sometimes probably hold on to players a bit too long, or like we only have to sell players when they're like completely, completely useless to us. And I think that objectively, Kieran Tierney has not been on Arteta's plans for like two seasons, at least a season and a bit. And um, Arteta has shown, especially last season, where like he had Tierney had a chance and he never really got settled in the team. And then towards the end, Kivior was playing left back, right? Um, Which, by the way, can I just say? Yeah. For some reason, he was not on this list. I was just about so, to say, like, is he coming oh, yeah. up? And, like, is someone saying we should sell him or something like that? No, but... no, no. I know. I, know. I, I, I figured that you guys might think that. I'm sorry, he was not on the squad list that I provided. So, he, I, I think he's is he, is he unanimous, unanimous keep? Oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. can play left back. Yeah, uh, Zinchenko can play left back. Tommy Asu can play left back. Uh, maybe this uh, Timber guy can play left back as well. I think. Um, so that's four. That's four possible left backs. So look, I think we all like Kieran Tierney. He was like that first signing. We were like, oh, this guy could be really good. He's like, could be a superstar. Like that first signing of the kind of new project bit. And um, I, I just think look, he's one of the players that we could sell that will generate decent value, right? And he's a player that can go to a Premier League club and do very well, assuming he fits their style, right? A, a, a team that wants a crossing left back, someone running up and down the touchline who doesn't really care about like building up possession. You just want someone to get in the box, cross it to a striker who will put those crosses away. There are a couple of teams out there that, like Newcastle's the obvious one, that will just really, really benefit from that. We will not benefit from that as long as Arteta is here. And we want Arteta to be here forever. So, well, not forever, that's an exaggeration, but at least he, for as long as he continues to do what he's doing and i think we just need to move on it's it's sad but we can't we're at the point now where we have like 20 odd players that we all like and are good players but we kind of just need to be ruthless i think the only way he ends up staying is kind of what my said is if money doesn't come in like if for whatever reason no club manages to like if people start bidding like 10 million for him 15 million i don't think we can sell him because he is a decent player I'd, I'd be very curious to think what raj thinks he's worth if, if he thinks rob holding is worth 15 million <laughs> guaranteed he must be worth about 50 so just um, just be, just before you go on to raj just a question aaron and so the basis for you 
saying you'd want him to go is it just the is it just the money like i i get like i, I can't disagree with a lot of what you said around he's not really in arteta's plans he's not really the he doesn't really fit that kind of left back mold that arteta is looking at but do you yeah i mean is there any other like money money and squad place yeah because i think what's the point of having him around if he's going to play three games like I mean, if he's going to play league cup games there's no point keeping him right well, I mean, this is the thing, right? You got. I think I'm looking at it more from a depth perspective, and I, you know, you mentioned Kirill at left back. I mean, yeah, but that's a little bit untested at the moment. He's only just signed for us, right? Like, well, whatever, his first season. Oh, this will be his second season, sorry, but you know, that's still there's still a question mark over him in general in our team, um, and. Same with Timber, really. Like, I mean, we haven't even signed the guy yet officially. So, but so is know. Tierney. Tierney has just as many questions as Kivior. Right? I think because... you know what you get with Tierney, though, right? Yeah, he doesn't necessarily fit the system. But I think if you've got two players on either side, in Zinchenko and um, Timber, that can play that inverted role, then you kind of get the balance on the left and the right. So depending on, oh, you know, do, do you know what I mean? So I, I, I guess I'm looking at it more from a squ- squad perspective and I'm thinking if the worst happens where you get a couple of like Zinchenko gets injured and Gabriel gets injured. So we're going to have to play one of those players that you mentioned in the centre-back position and then we need another left-back. We kind of start, it starts getting a yeah, little bit fine, short. No, I, like, I, I get that. I just think, yeah, so it is mainly the fact that we can't really afford to have a, let's say a £30 million player being our third choice left back or like four yeah and that's 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 Russia we're not like we're not Man City yet right we can't afford that we need to sell um even if we were Man City I think sorry go on sorry no go on on, Raj carry on go on um sorry it's because because I can't see your faces I'm just like apologies um I, I I think even if we were Man City I think that one of the biggest reasons why I think he's probably looking to sell, although I think he will, Arteta will keep in that scenario that you guys have discussed, which is that the requisite money doesn't come in, um, is you made this point various times last season, and I don't think Arteta knows what to do with him. And I think that that's actually probably not that dissimilar to when Pep gets some of his sort of tradition, even like Pep's like, the house Pep, how Pep manages Carl Walker is really interesting, right? He obviously, he... he clearly values him greatly in certain respects, but he just struggles to figure out what to do with him. I think Kirantini is like an exaggerated version of that. Because if you think about it last season, it's kind of damning, right? When when Tomiyasu was fit, there were times Tomiyasu was starting at left-back over Tierney, even when Tierney was fit. And towards the back end of the season, Tierney was fit and he was playing Kivior at that left-back position. And the, the system that he played was slightly different, um, but he was playing him there. I feel like the other thing is Arteta seems to uh, quite obviously in some ways like the players that he signed. And it just seems like there's this gradual, gradual kind of purging of the people pre Arteta. Um, So a lot of those reasons combined, I do feel that they'll look at Tierney. They'll go, if we lose him, is it's not the biggest deal because Zinchenko is our first choice left back. Kibior, we've been trying to kind of integrate him to see if he can play in that kind of area. Um, Tommy Asu can play at left back. So you've got basically three people who can play left back if you need them to play left back. So then it it gets a little bit 
you know, is this someone who we can realistically sell? Because we're probably going to need to, right? We're going to have to sell some people. Um, that was my rationale here. And I, I think a good one to watch out for is Aston Villa with Tierney, um, given he was an Emery signing. And uh, given that, uh, you know, they, they are playing a system which I look at sometimes and I really do, it does really remind me of things that Arsenal used to do, the whole getting it wide, low cutbacks. And Tierney's really good at that. He's a really good traditional fullback. I look at that, I can look at, you know, Newcastle as well. There are some other teams, but yeah, I think if the money is right, I can see it happening. Um, what, yeah. what What do you guys think is a fair price for Tierney if we were to sell? Um, <laughs> you're going to think I'm going to come out. No, 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 no. I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd like to say sort of 30 million, 25 to 30 million. Yeah, I think I'd say, say a lot more to be honest, but okay, yeah. 25 to th- I think it'll be very hard if a bid came in for like 30 million I don't know the player market is weird now man like it's just I don't know I don't know what players are worth these days because you get because he barely because he, he barely played last season yeah but he's still a very good I player um, I know but I think yeah okay so I think he could be like a big signing for like Aston Villa's a great shout like a club like that and he could genuinely transform them as a club like if he like you look at what Trippier did to Newcastle, he could go and do that at Aston Villa and just turn a good club into a great club. And um I yeah, and I think if you've got that, I don't know how old Katini is, but um I think twenty five million minimum. So yeah, I think that's it. Like could we like if we had unlimited squad places and unlimited money issues, would I keep him? Yeah, because I like him. I think he's a great player. But we've just got to be a bit more ruthless in selling players that we like, basically. Fair enough. He's 20, 26. It's a great age, yeah. It'd be great to get something like 30 million for him. But um, anyway, interesting. We move on. Um, Set... <laughs> no, oh, wow. Cedric. No, come on. Cedric, Cedric. No, no, no. When you say no, come on, we no, could all... In... Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I was like, I thought oh, we were right. going to enter into debate here. No. And no, I was I'm like, saying... no, let's... Okay. We've all said sell here. Mai's like, uh, <laughs> Mai's put in some of his responses to players like Cedric, sell stroke terminate. Um, and and, and, and the, the, the only reason why I didn't put that on is because I think if, yeah, because if, if Aaron had that option, I'm sure he would cross out sell and he'd write terminate. He's out of contract, isn't he? Or is he still in contract? Because we gave him that like ten year deal or whatever it was like <laughs> a few years ago. So the Arsenal website's really confusing because it's it's just really slow. So they've still got Ainsley Maitland Niles on there. They've still got Pablo Mari on there in the squad where you know we've sold Mari to Monta and Maitland Niles doesn't have a contract anymore. Like which the club have announced he doesn't have a contract. So um, I, yeah, I can't. I don't know actually if Cedric's contract is out, uh, but he's still there uh, on the on the website. But yeah, I mean, like, this is this is like the most obvious one. We don't even have to discuss this anymore. Um, cheers, you know, it'd be good for him if he can carry on at a team like Fulham or something like that. Uh, but um, hey, another fifty um, million from you, Raj, for Cedric. <laughs> oh, I, think we, I think it's going to have to be a free, really. Uh, right, Nuno Tavares, Nuno, Nuno Tavares. Right, so all three of us have said sell. Which is interesting. I didn't think that we would all say sell. 
Really? I thought one. Well, I thought because I, I was deliberating over loan. Um, you know, he's seemingly had a decent enough loan spell. Uh, maybe maybe I'll make the arguments for 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 potentially loaning. I, I mean, I think he is still young, guys. Right? Like he's not he's not like some old player. And um, I think that it was it was a really sensible decision to go and send him out on loan last season. He seems like he's developed it as a player. Um, I if if he could get a loan at a Premier League club, then I would probably like to see that. But I feel like there's something that Arteta doesn't quite like about him. Maybe there's an attitude thing. I don't know. So overall, I'm sort of yeah. I was I was inclined to go sell. Um, yeah, we I mean, should, any we should get decent money for him as well, right? What do you think? Yeah, what do you playing... think? What's what's decent money for him? How much should we pay for him? Do you... I don't think it was that much, you know. He was a kind of backup at. Um, I'd say like seven million. Oh, like that. That, okay. that low. Yeah, yeah. I I can have like a Fifteen look. or so. Okay. Uh, let me have um, a look. Have I... I don't know what. Probably fifteen-ish. Do you reckon we could get that for him? We signed him for eight million. No. Okay. We couldn't get fifteen for him, you know. No, I don't think we get not from. Fr- like I mean, he was starting France. for. Um, he was starting for. Was it Marseille? He went to Marseille. Yeah. Um, he was playing a lot, scoring goals. I know that. I think he had a few moments as well. Oh, yeah, no, I think, again, it's one of those, like, if we can break even, get 7 million, yeah. 8 million. Transfer market, value Nuno Tavares at, at 18 million euros. There you go. So bang on, because I was talking pounds. How much, they, how much do they value Rob Holding at? <laughs> I'm genuinely curious. Okay, okay, Negative okay. 2 million. Um, Rob Holding is... Uh, valued at drum roll 8 million euros. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's nonsense. They think Tavares is double the player Rob Holding is. If he's younger, like you could Tavares at least has got sort of you know, he could probably do well in another league, yeah, you know. So, yeah, there's yeah. that, all right. But we, fine. okay, fine. Interestingly, we all did this thing sell. Um, okay, the last one is Austin Trustee, and there's a little bit of difference here. So, Mize and I have both gone for loan, and Aaron has gone for sell. Look, admittedly, I think we'll all admit we don't really know a great deal about this guy. I'm based my decision on the fact that he was, I think, Birmingham's player of the year or something like that last season. So, it was, it was a successful loan spell. Um, he was obviously signed with some sort of connection with the Cronkies because it was Colorado Rapids and that's his club and you know there's something American related there and you know feeder club related if you like or whatever um so it might not have been purely for football reasons that he got signed in the first place but he had a good loan spell so I've put I've put down loan because I think that if he can get a Premier League loan then it'll be really cool to see how good he actually is um but if you can't get a Premier League loan then I would want to sell him. I wouldn't want to keep him. Um, uh, Mize, is that is that relatively consistent with your thought process? Yeah, like I heard good things about it, the loan that he had, but um, I don't really see a space for him in the squad. I think he's he's not. I don't think he's like young, as in he's a kid, but um, I think he's still relatively young. And yeah, like you say, it would be good to actually see what he can do at a higher level, um, and then. You know, with a view to maybe seeing if he's if he's going to be at potentially at the level that we require for next season. Rogers left the conversation. Just oh, me right. and you, mate. That is just so <laughs> offended by um, 
<laughs> well, he agreed with you. He does this nowadays. He just leaves the podcast halfway. Um, no, I, I, so why I put sell, um, I think like there, we just need to get into a habit of just being a bit ruthless. When players have good loans, they're doing well. Like you said, he was player of the season for Birmingham. Mm. We just need to be like, this is probably as, as high as his value is going to get. Like, I know you think he probably could go well. Like, I think the chances of him doing well again in the Premier League are probably low, so we should just capitalise. This is the peak of his value. Put a massive sell-on fee and say, just sell him. Like, I don't... This deal This deal seemed dodgy from the start. Like, I know... I don't want to go into, like, conspiracy theory, like, nonsense, but this was, like... This is, like, this is Man City level of dodginess, this deal. Like, why, why have we signed him and then loaned him out to Birmingham? Um... Uh, I've just, I've just come back to hear the end of the slander, but no, I just like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't think fine. I'm like, we did it. It's probably going to work out well, but I think this is purely a, he was always a financial instrument. Like let's get him into the England. Let's make some money off him, move him into England, cap, like get the value of that transfer rather than Colorado Rapids and just exit him into England and job done. Well done. Mm -hmm. I appreciate I, I appreciate that it looked very skeptical when it happened. Yeah, I appreciate that, but you can't. I mean, he, he obviously wasn't isn't rubbish. Like he went on loan. No, that was no, he's basically not, he's best not um he's not a bebe or something like that, right? But um, he look I, look maybe look the, the chances are you 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 could gamble right and say give him another loan and see if he does better, but he could also do worse. And right now he was a a top championship player. I don't know what the average transfer fee for a championship defender is. Probably not much, but I don't think we paid anything for him. So did we pay something for him? You're going to tell me what we ended up paying 10 million for him or something like that. But No, um, I, I don't think so. Keep yeah, going. but just move him on. Like, again, I'm, this is not something I'm going to like quit the podcast over. Um, <laughs> like, If you want to loan him out, it's okay. But I think we should just sell. Like, It's one of those, that if an offer comes in, just sell. If not, put him on loan keep recycling that deal and see what happens yeah i mean he's, tw he's 24 years old so in fairness he's not that young right like um yeah yeah i, I would i would like to see given how, how well he did on loan i would really like to see if he's if there's a premier league team that would have a punt but then you know you look at it and you think well, if he's 24 i doubt like you know even if he has a good season at a premier league club at 25 is he going to be coming and making his debut for Arsenal probably not right um but um just just before we move on um can you guys still hear me by the way yeah yeah oh sorry yeah sorry sorry um constant like issues at the moment with the setup but uh are there any comments that you want to guys want to shout out I saw some in my brief kind of you know recalibration um any no Russ Russ did say Austin trustee will never kick a ball for Arsenal and he thinks that we will definitely make a profit on Tavares. So uh, I think I'm inclined to agree with him on both of those points, actually. Okay. Um, let's go on to midfielders. So Wait, wait. Are we not doing goalkeepers? Are we like, no, because we... we all said that we would keep them all. No, I didn't say that. What? Who did you say you get rid of? I said we should loan Turner. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't right. know how everyone's just decided that we don't need a backup goalkeeper because Turner is the guy. But well, let's let's cut. Maybe that's a separate podcast. But I'm just well, yeah. Okay. Let's, 
Oh, right. go on, go on, uh, no, no, no. All I, all I was saying was that our assumption was that the only players that we were going to sign were the ones that we knew about. Um, uh, okay, so we don't sign. We're just okay. Fine. Well then, yeah. But then we'll never sell anyone. Then, like, we just can't sell any. Fine. So, okay. Fine. Let's say. All right. So you, 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 uh, you, uh, you actually think? Okay. Let's pause on the midfielders. That you think that um, we will. It's a. Do you think it's realistic that we'll go into the market? for a better backup keeper than Turner? I think if we go into the new season with Ramsdale as one and Turner as two, we are taking a big, big risk for this season. But who who, who out there has like a... Has Turner convinced you that he's like good? He's convinced me he's good enough to be a backup keeper. Yeah. Not in the Champions League. If he, let's say Ramsdale's out for three months. We don't know if Ramsdale's going to be good enough for the Champions League. As in like, you, that, no, like we don't know how any of these players are going to be really like apart from the elite ones that we've got fine but let's say okay forget let's say with the europa league and ramsdale's out for three months you you think i don't know what, backup what, keeper what, what, who are you thinking play? of though because i know we can't do this whole you use it this is this is what you do when we have the conversation <laughs> you say i'm not a scout it's not my job to find like you know it's another not. player yeah. no but i'm this saying like scout holics this is i think but i think myers and i's point here yeah is a very simple who who look at other teams right who has a backup goalkeeper a second goalkeeper that is you know close to the quality of their first goalkeeper because who who no, who, no it's not that, who's but, okay, capable but of being good enough for who, champions league football okay i don't gonna, oh, go on, sorry this is gonna like stretch my knowledge now but like who's so city's backup is ortega ortega, ortega. is he better than turner well, City fans seem to seem to like him, but Ortega's no. good, right? Yeah, all right. That's Man City. Let's yeah. like part them. Uh, Liverpool. Who have they got? Adrian Keller. Well, Kelleher, isn't it? Both of them. Is it Kelleher? Have they? I, I thought yeah. they ended up selling Keller, but I think they've still got Adrian. You might be right. They've probably got Kelleher and Adrian. I thought that. Okay. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Right. Better than the Diana. fact. The fact. The fact that we don't know tells us a lot, but okay. No, but do you think, yeah, but do you think Liverpool fans are just sitting there on their podcast talking I about think Turner? Liverpool, I think, Liverpool, fa- <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Liverpool fans very much dislike, not di- they very much dislike, but you hear them complaining about Adrian every t- any time he gets close to the team. But um, Kelleher is, I think, someone who's, yeah, quite highly rated. He's quite young, I think. He's, yeah. But okay, but he's not, but come, yeah, he's not. Man United? Who's Man United's backup? That's um they used they used to have that what's his name? Dean Henderson. Henderson. Is he go yeah. is he on loan? Was he on loan at Forest? I think he went, didn't he? Didn't I thought he went. I thought he was going back to United. I don't know about that, but okay, but context, right? Like Henderson, I don't know if he's still there, because De Gea was the top played goalkeeper in the world at 275k a week or something like this. Yeah. And and in the Premier League, it was something ridiculous, right? Like Henderson was like the second highest paid goalkeeper in the Premier League at 200k a week. So they're, they're paying him that much to just keep him happy. Fine. Uh, I take your point. Look, <clears throat> I'm not expecting a good, like a world-class second goalkeeper, right? Because you're right, they're not going to play. Okay. But I haven't yet seen enough from Turner okay. to convince me that he can do the job of a number two. I think that's quite harsh, to be honest, mate. Like he's like he's okay. Like he's put it this way: if, if Ramsdale got injured, we would be in big, big trouble. 
Yeah, I agree with that. But, but then I think you can say that about every <laughs> exactly. Like, I was just about to say that. Yeah. yeah, and you could probably say that about quite a few players in our team pre-signing the players that we're planning to sign. Like, like I think he's a pretty decent backup, and I don't think he did anything. Like there were, I can't remember any massive clangers from last season. There are a few. Like, there, when, was a, there was one in the Europa was, League, right? I think. Yeah, that was that one with Kivior as well, right? It was like when sort of they didn't really. He didn't go for the header. Turner didn't catch uh, the ball. Okay, fine. One. But you could probably point out a number of Ramsdale mistakes. True, I know he's playing more yeah, games. Yeah, no, so, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, here to. Let's see. Let's see. Now. I think, like, I can see why I would give him another season, but we are running a bit of a risk there that we might. Maybe it's one we address in December, January, once we've given him another half half a season to see what he's like in a couple more games. But I wouldn't be surprised if we go for a goalkeeper in January. That's interesting. I mean, I also wonder whether how highly they rate some of the younger keepers, right? Because yeah. that Carl Hein is still he's an international goalkeeper for Estonia, right? I think, and yeah. um, a Conquo is is meant to be quite talented. So I, w- I wonder if they rate them enough to consider them and give them actual minutes. But um, but anyway, no. I mean, hey, good shout, Aaron. At the end of the day, so. Uh, cool. yeah. And Russ is asking, would I sell Turner over Renison? To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know Runnison still played for us. So um no, if that's an option, I would say if we can sell Runnison and get another keeper in who's of equal quality, like another gamble of a keeper who could be good, I think that's okay. But if we're running Turner and Runnison into next season, that's a massive risk. So yeah, if Runnison's going, I think another keeper or even Carl Hein might step up yeah. that way. I think I think it's a risk. I don't think I don't think it's a massive risk. I think every probably top club yeah apart from city is probably running that same risk yeah fair to be fair i do think carl hein could be could do pretty well maybe carl hein is the guy that comes through instead we shall see let us move on to midfielders um after that segue uh unanimous keeps thomas Partey, martin odegaard and emile smith Rowe. and after selling everyone isn't he this is interesting right so i was going to make that comment at the end of this so there's a very it's a very interesting pattern where the two of you are like very different in your outlooks here and like you know no spoilers but i think you know aaron and i don't think we've got many players left after aaron and (laughs) honestly like i'm not really sure how he um, expects to get through a season i was very very close to putting partes a cell yeah but it's like the way we pitched this which was like if this happens and this happens, should we sell Partey? And and that's the that's the Partey's a whole different conversation. Yeah. So let's go with the first player, Granite Xhaka. Um, my says keep, and Aaron and myself um, said sell. So this this should be quite an interesting one because Aaron, and, you know, you were advocating last season for the sale of Granite Xhaka. You were probably one of the only Arsenal fans who, who who was advocating for it. Um, and then obviously the news came out pretty um like what like before the last game season or two games before you know before two games before um that there was almost it sounded like there was an agreement that granite jacker had to leave the club and he wanted to go back to germany and buy leverkusen with a likely destination now all the reports in the press seem to be that it's basically a done deal and arsenal but arsenal are only gonna confirm the deal once we sign a midfielder so um, you know, if Declan Rice comes in, for example, that you know he, he he would get sold. So I will actually just kind of then use that as a platform to say that is basically the core reason for my 
my option here to say sell like it's partly because i feel like the club are gonna do it like in their their you know that they're set on doing it and so it's part of a plan if it's part of a plan and if he's if his head says that he wants to go it sounds like it's partly come from him then i feel that you know he should go and maybe it's just a good opportunity to get a little bit of money and move on um uh, aaron do you want to expand on on why i was actually a bit 50 50 on this one i think my view is we can't sell Partey and Chaka in the same mm-hmm. summer. That seems like a lot. And it sounds like Havertz is probably warrants a bigger discussion, but it sounds like Havertz is being earmarked for this left eight type role, at least his place in the 11. Um, and then you, like, again, the big assumption is we get someone like Declan Rice over the line who can play in a more advanced role or a deeper role. And then you kind of think, well, it goes. it's a bit like Tierney, which is like, do you want to keep someone like, can we afford to keep someone like Xhaka around who's going to be like third choice potentially in that position? Um, so then I'm like, oh, let's let's probably sell him, especially if he wants to go. And I think, again, now is a good time to sell Granite Xhaka. That was my original point that I made a few months ago, which was this seems like the right time to sell him. His value is going to be at a peak. He... We, so we know what that value is roughly, right? We're, we're told about 20 million or something, but this thing's a bit less than that. I think we're told like 16 million euros or something. Okay. Which it seems to me a bit low to be honest, but yeah. I think there's just mutual agreement that this seems to be the right time to do it. So that's kind of why I put sell. Um, if parte ends up going, does that change things? Like logically in terms of positions, probably no, but then it does seem like a lot to, transition through in a single summer yeah so my mind said do you you know do you think this is short-sighted from the club and, and do you think they should have been you know if let's if let's say it is a situation where Xhaka has said that he wants to go do you think that the club should have said no fucking way we're in the Champions League you've had a great season stay no not, not really it, I think I was pretty it was a bit of a I was, I was going back and forth on this one basically um similar to Aaron and I wasn't so it's not a, a, a sort of a convincing keep from me. I think my main reasons for wanting to keep him um, would be, I think his experience, like I know we've talked about Xhaka so much, like between us as mates um, for the last few years and especially on this podcast. And I think his, I don't know. I just feel like his experience in that, role that he's now he took on last season that new role um and just his potentially his presence in the dressing room like you know i think we saw it quite a lot last season as well being basically the on the pitch and probably in the dressing room leader of the team like the real leader of the team i know he's not the captain anymore i i I wonder how we may end up missing that and you hope that other players do step up but when i kind of look across the team um I'm not sure that there's another kind of Granite Jacker type in in the squad. Um, and I think that might prove invaluable when it comes to, again, you know, crunch times, crunch periods of the season or certain points in the season where um, we're really going to need that kind of leadership. Um, and I think also he's come off a really good season, right? Just like, as like I said, in that position, he, I think something like seven goals and a number of assists. And I know that we're looking at Havertz as a better option in that role. Um, but I guess, I guess for me, it's more a case of, I wouldn't, 
I, I completely get why we might cash in on him. You know, it's a good opportunity to take some money for him. And I think it looks like he wants a new challenge as well. But I think also if he were to stay, I think there's a place for him in the squad. And I also think that, yeah, like that, that kind of experience could, could potentially prove quite important but like like i said i'm not like dead set on keeping him you know he's not playing like i'm absolutely mm. desperate to keep um good points yeah. though good really good point i think about the dressing room point is a really fantastic one i can't i can't visualize who the like for like replacement is i know we've got zinchenko in who who is you know, quite a vocal guy it seems like quite a, you know quite good behind the scenes i wonder if it, if declan rice is coming in you know he seems like a, a leader he's a West Ham captain, all the rest of it. So it'll be interesting to see who fills that void. It's certainly been this really interesting dynamic at Arsenal, hasn't it? Where I think, despite all the years where he's, uh, uh, where Jack has been a bit of a maligned figure, it really has always felt that he's had dressing room influence and the the players have respected him. So it is interesting. Um, let's move on to the next player, uh, Mohamed El Neni. What a man. I mean, what hair, um, what a guy, what a character. Um, but unfortunately it is unanimous <laughs> from the three of us. All three of us have gone for sell. Is this a bit of a Rob Holding situation, guys? Is it just like, oh, we really love you, a really lovely guy, and you know, you you serve the purpose, but it's probably time that you know you left the club. Yeah, I don't know if there's a like keep him around the training ground, but like Robert Perez used to rock up and just stay around after he retired, like that kind of vibe. Um, but I suspect El Nani will want to play and he shouldn't play for us. Like, I, I don't mind. Like, if we sell him or if he just leaves on a free or we terminate and he just still turns up to train, whatever. Like, nice guy, but just, again, we need to move past him. He's younger than I thought he was, actually. How old is he? 30. Okay, yeah, he's still got, again, he could go to a bottom half Premier League club and just play 20 games a season for them and and do all right. We we just need like a Saudi club to come in. Yes. Yeah. Forty million, mate. We need the Saudi club. <laughs> yeah. He he could. He, I'm sure he's angling for that, right? He must be angling for a Saudi club. Like, why not at this point? Who else is going to like give him a big fat paycheck? Because he's but he's out. Oh no, we renewed his contract, didn't we? Yeah. That for like a year yeah. or one year for like one year. Yeah, interesting. Okay. He's always been linked with Turkey. I'm sorry, yeah, not to labor on the point, but yeah, he's always been linked with Turkey and I feel like that might be a destination for him, but yeah. Because he went on loan, right? He went on loan to Besiktas from a 19, yeah, 2019-2020 season. Um, you know, played 27 games, he seemed to have done okay. Um, he, he's really, so I just want to make that comparison with the holding because, you know, I, th- I think... This is one of you mentioned. You can see him getting a lot of minutes at a kind of Premier League, a lower kind of a lower lower half Premier League club. I so as much as I agree with that, right? This again is like one of those things where if you imagine he goes to a club in the bottom half of the Premier League, or say even bottom five, you can't see him making a material amount of staying up difference versus Rob Holding. I don't want to go back to the Rob Holding conversation, but I feel like. There is value. Yeah, there is some of these players which are just, you imagine that they are just going to be really good when you're under the cosh. Like, and I don't know if El Nenny is that. I don't think El Nenny is great if you are completely under the cosh. I think El Nenny is really good when you've got possession and you just need someone to sort of kill some time and just slalom around the pitch a little bit. But um, should um, I can't believe we haven't offered him to uh, West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Part of this protect them, I still. It is true. Um, Sambi Lakonga. 
guys, right. Sambi Lankonga, what have we gone with? So, <laughs> they were different. So, um, uh, Myers has gone with loan. Aaron's gone with sell. And I've gone loan stroke sell. Now, <laughs> I don't want to say that that's sitting on the fence. The reason why is that it's very, very, very specific. I, I, my personal thing is he either has to be on loan somewhere in the Premier League for a whole season or we sell him. Like, there's not a, I don't, there's no, it's those scenarios. Those are my scenarios. Um, Myers, should we start with you on this? You, you don't think we should sell Lakonga. You don't quite think he's ready to um, to be in the squad. You want to loan yeah. him. What? Why is that? What? What's your position? I I think we saw like flashes of, I say flashes, just maybe moments where he looked like he could, you know, he looks like a player. And then equally, there's times where he's let games pass him by. Um, I don't know if he really got loads of game time at Palace. Maybe he did and he just didn't, really perform or didn't really show what he could he do. He got but... loads of time before Hodgson came. Yeah. So okay. in that VR point. Yeah. And didn't um, yeah. I, I think I think with him it's just a, there's just a bit of a question mark in terms of like he came with a big reputation, you know, he's a captain of Anderlecht, you know, Vincent Company was talking about all the rest of it. Um so I think he we had kind of high hopes for him, even though he was a, a fairly young player. And I guess it would be good to see what he can do. Um in a, in, for for another yeah pre- again kind of similar to some of the other plays we talked about you know for another Premier League team so I I just feel like it's a bit early to say you know to write him off and say let's sell him um, I'm not sure we get a huge amount of money for him either um, so yeah I, I think I think for me it's more a case of give him a loan hopefully he gets you know plenty of starts and like I still don't know what position he's best he's best at or would be mm. best in not really sure exactly what his qualities are like I think from the documentary the all or nothing documentary. I think it was from this, you know, I think he was playing as more of a holding midfielder for us when he got a few games. Um, I think at the start of the season before last when Party was injured, but he, I think he mentioned that he prefers to play a bit further up the field. And obviously there's no way he's going to get those, he's going to get any minutes with us in those positions. So I think, yeah, if, if he could get a loan that kind of works out for him and then let's see what happens, you know, maybe it just maintains or increases his value or maybe it puts him in, in the frame for potentially coming into coming into our squad the following season. Um, but I just think, I just think it's just like, we just don't know like how good he really is. So that's why I'd probably just want to loan him before we, we just sort of, um, yeah, we, we, yeah, before we, before we sell him basically and, and, and don't kind of give him another chance. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of with you on that. Aaron, and you want to cut ties now? Yeah, I think it's, he's 23. Um, it's not young anymore, man. Um, well, it's not it's not old time though, is it? No, but yeah, I guess in, in central midfield, maybe you've got a few more years to like really hit your peak, right? In especially in that position. But look, he, he couldn't do it at Palace, struggled to do it at Arsenal. Like maybe loan if you think that he can maximize his value, but maybe squeeze a few more million out of it. But I just think for the sake of the player, he just needs to go somewhere where he can find his level. I don't think it's going to be in the Premier League, to be honest, at least not yet. So mm. just take, convince someone to give us money and, and move on. Well, I, f- I feel like because of, you know, Mize, you mentioned the Vincent Company thing, right? Vincent Company were raving about him uh, before he came to Arsenal, called him the new Yaya Toure. We didn't, we sort of said that he, that's who he reminds him of. Um, Burnley in the Premier League, and I can really see them inquiring about Lukonga and I sort of feel like if we just loaned him to them then there's 
a really potentially good benefit for us, right? So if we loan them to, to, to them, good chance the company manages to get something out of him. His value goes up. And then if, you know, if, if he wants to leave or if we don't want to keep him, I feel like he'll have more value after a season with Burnley than he would right now. What I wouldn't want us to do, what I'd hate to happen is for us to sell him to Burnley, say, now for like 10 million or something. And then for him to really, really like kick on. And then all of a sudden in a year, two years, be worth 20, 30 million. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's why I was going to go with loan tell. Um, right. Jorginho. Interesting one. Mize has gone keep. Uh, Aaron has gone sell. And I have gone keep. Aaron, you want to start this off? Why do you think you want to sell Jorginho? Hello? I want to caveat this yeah. with I kind of did this on the basis that we might bring in another midfielder. And even, and even though, even though you had explicit instructions to not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. So this is my thinking in that if Partey is staying yeah. and let's say Declan Rice comes in, mm, <laughs> uh, yeah, fine. That's why I changed. I changed so, my mind, which is like, is <laughs> very like. Let's let well, let's take a beat for a second. Yeah, let's yeah. look at the picture that's been painted right now on the screen. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so uh, so right, we've got Declan Rice. It's, it's in our Aaron and Arsenal squad here, right? You've got Declan Rice that's coming in, Thomas Partey that's being kept, and no other central midfielder currently is in the squad because he sold Jacker, <laughs> he sold El Nenny, he sold Laconga, and he sold Jorginho. That is the picture that's currently being painted. <laughs> But I mean, that's still like one. That's basically what we we're running with last season, All right? So it's not like we had Partey and we had we had Partey for the whole season. Then we had Jorginho and Partey. So, like, you, we've just what? but yeah, hang on. That, <laughs> last season, last season, yeah, yeah. But in the in the at the base of the midfield, we had he two can play players. there, can't he? Worth if yeah, he can play that fine, right? I so I think look, put it this way: if no one else comes in, fine, but. I wouldn't mind a situation where we sell one of Jorginho and Partey and bring in another midfielder. And that, to me, would be okay. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you think, but I, I feel like... Well, well, firstly, by the way, I don't know if you saw that Jorginho's agent gave an interview today and basically said, no, 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 he's staying with Arsenal. He's happy with Arsenal. We're not considering anything else. Um, so... Also, he's only got one year left on his contract. I know we've got a plus one extension. Yeah. This is his final year. Yeah, I think he could be a really valuable player in you know in this in this coming season with the experience, man. Like Champions League football, even some of the big games in the Champions League, when you're going away to some of these kind of very seasoned, experienced clubs, like he's been there, he's done that. He's never, he's never like, there's a thing with him, right? Where everyone's kind of like, oh, he's a bit older, whatever, but he's never had pace anyway. Like that's not been a thing. It's not like that's a drop off. He's an experienced guy. He knows what he's doing. He dictates and, and he, there's a reason why like, you know, Arteta really wanted him and Peppers wanted him before. Um, I think he could be really, really useful. And um, I, there's, there's no, basically there's, there's no bit of me that wants him to be sold. I really do think he could play a really big part next season as a as a really useful squad player. Um, yeah, my, my, yeah, mate. I think you nail on the head. Really, I, I completely agree. I think the Champions League point was the one that I was going to make. There's just certain games where you need, especially seeing out games, right? Like, yeah, away from home, tough European games, um, and and it's going to be tough from 
from the first game week right with the champions league you know um and and you you need those sorts of players in your squad and i just think like again it kind of alluded to it with certain other players but you sell him who's then who's then your backup you know if you get a couple of injuries or who's then the guy who comes on with 10 minutes to go to just take hold of the ball and kind of yeah dictate the dictate play and, and control the game and, and slow down possession he's perfect at that right so uh, uh, to oh yeah I, I think i'm kind of change my mind a bit so i won't sell him based on your conditions now but let's say you mean the conditions set, that i set out yeah before. fine, fine, fine. But then like, I would also, I might be tempted to swap Jorginho and Partey, but okay. put it this way, if another central midfielder comes in, yeah. do you sell one of Jorginho and Partey? Um, I, st- I still think, Aaron, and the numbers are still fairly tight. I know, I think there's value in keeping a tight squad, right? But if, you, if we are playing the same formation as next season, and in fairness, you know, that's not a given. But if we are playing that, where we have two at the, base of a, of the midfield right like a eight and a six or whatever it is um then you've got like parte potentially declan rice or a declan rice like equivalent um so you want those two and then if we sign another one then i don't know let's just say it's lavi or someone like that and that's just three like who, who else who, who else is in that kind of population like that's not many like we're we're one injury away from from being a bit challenged yeah but we don't play we don't play we never play two right we very rarely play two what what do you what do you mean when you say that like as in we as in i'm i'm when i look at last season's formation like out of out of possession if you think it it, you know yeah jacka and parte effectively which were deeper players i know that in possession jacka sort of went up there but i'm i'm counting jacka and parte as kind of two central midfielders yeah for fine but then if you've got if you're looking at jacka's role you've got Havertz who can play there you've got we don't know that that's going to happen no but you've got trossard who can potentially play there you've got but mate that's not that didn't happen last season i did it like yeah i think you played one game there at one point but that's it you're right i think I don't know. I think I see if we get one, like, I think you're right. If we only get, let's hope we get rice, then I think selling, we don't need to sell Jorginho. If we get one more, I think we probably actually sell Partey and keep Jorginho. Yeah. The the, the, the bit that I agree, so just very quickly, the, the bit I agree with you, Aaron, is actually that I think that if we sold Partey, like I think I, I think if we sold Partey, I can only see us bringing. Say if we sold Partey or Jorginho, one of the. I can only see us bringing one extra in. I don't think there'll be like two extra in, if that makes sense. Um, but sorry, Myers, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say like I think out of the two, I think we're probably more likely to sell Partey. To be honest, Partey and Jorginho. I think it's been talked about loads anyway, so I don't want to kind of cover that ground. But yeah, like the the Saudi links. <laughs> Um, you know, if, if, if good money comes in for him, um, I think it, I wouldn't want him to go because I think he's the kind of player, again, I'm looking at the squad and I'm looking at, okay, we bring Rice in, but if he gets injured, you need, you need someone at that similar level, um, or Mm. same level. And I think Thomas Partey is that, you know, I think you look at Declan Rice, Thomas Partey is two of the best holding midfielders in the league when they're both fit. Um, So I'd want to keep him, but I think if good money comes in for Thomas Partey, you've got to look at it. And I think the Saudi money that's being touted of, you know, kind of basically what we paid for him, given that he's now 30, um, very much unavailable for 
periods of the season, like half a season, I think you've got to look at it. And I think he's probably the one that we're more likely to sell if 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 it comes to it. But I think, yeah, I'd want to, I really would want to keep the depth in that in that midfield. I kind of get where Aaron's coming from, where we kind of only play one holding midfielder. But yeah, when we don't have the ball, Xhaka was dropping in. But um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, there's, there's just been too many times over the last few seasons where we've been caught short in certain positions where an injury's cost us happened this season. You know, Saliba, Tommy Asu, it cost, cost us massively, party getting injured in periods. I just want to have that, you know, 20 players or so that um, anyone can come in at any time or we can rest players and it doesn't, there's no real drop off. And um, yeah, I think that's part of the reason why I think, yeah, keep Jorginho, keep Partey for me. Fair, Mike. So there's one more name for the midfielders, uh, Vieira. So it's a really quick one here. Like Vieira, surprisingly, I thought I thought we'd all be saying keep, even though I know that it was, um, uh, you know, there was debate over kind of his quality last season, but I've gone with keep, Aaron's gone with keep. And Mike, said loan, maybe. Uh, so, I mean, do you yeah. just, yeah, do you want to just expand? Uh, again, I was a little bit unsure with him. Um, I'm not sure if he'd necessarily benefit for a loan that much. I kind of look at it as, if he's play, if he stays in the squad and we're improving, well, maybe we're not really improving our attacking options because you look at Xhaka maybe leaving and Havertz coming in, and yeah, we make the assumption that Havertz plays in Xhaka's position next season if we play the same system. But I don't really see an opening for him, really. Like I'm not really sure where he gets minutes, and I'm kind of looking at ESR this season as being someone who definitely plays a lot more unless we're going to say that he he's potentially someone who's up for sale, but it doesn't look like he is. Um, and I think that limits Vieira's minutes even more. I think Reese Nelson has just signed a new deal, like similar-ish positions. So you'd expect that Reese Nelson's potentially going to get a few more minutes. Balogun's coming back into squad. Like I, I know that they all played sort of, sort of different positions, but you know I'm just sort of looking at the kind of attacking three, four players, whatever. I'm just not really sure where he's going to get opportunities. And, and maybe... Maybe the fact that we were all a bit underwhelmed with him last season means that, you know, I'm kind of like looking at this kind of negatively. Um, but yeah, I think he's still relatively young. I think he's still quite young, right? He's like 21, 22-ish, that kind of age. Yeah, Could he's be wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think alone, maybe, you know, that, I think that's basically my rationale why I think alone might just work for him. Um, I think physically he needs to develop as well. And you know, yeah, I think if he's not going to get many games for us this season, it might be just be better. He, you know, he gets he gets loan, he gets a loan and gets a lot more minutes somewhere else, um, and then we we assess it at the end of the season. I was yeah. actually very close to putting loan for Vieira, but I basically was like, if I do that, then we're going to have no players left. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I decided against it. But um, no, I was it was basically the exact same rationale. That actually, yeah, if you look yeah. at Havertz, Smith Rowe, Trossard, who else did you say, Mize? Um Nelson, um, as you know, different. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Like I think there's, yeah. Does he get the minutes? And will we will we actually work out if he's any good? So I I think that um, there's a chance if Arteta thinks that he he has improved or or whatever. If there's some whatever work they do in preseason, I, I can see him getting more games as number ten to just ease the burden on on Odegaard. Um I like I don't see ESR playing as a number 10. I don't see um I, I see I can see Havertz playing as a number 10. So I'm yeah. I'm again I'm very intrigued to see where that all goes. But yeah, like I I I just didn't I think 
I didn't think that alone would be beneficial for him. And I feel like when we're going to give him another season, so let's see how it goes. Um, he needs to have a good season, man. Like otherwise, like mm. it's you know, it's not it's not the Arsenal of old anymore, is it? We are trying to actually be somebody. So yeah, no room. Um, Rogers, there, there's one player I think we haven't covered on here, which I've just remembered, Charlie Patino. Uh, yes. I mean, he was not on this. I just went for the squad list. Um, but I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's Patino, there's, uh, Nwaneri as well. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to, do you want to briefly touch on Patino and, and uh, well, I mean, no, no, no particular thoughts. It sounds like he wants to, he wants to move, doesn't he? I think he's kind of coming back from his loan at Blackpool, wasn't it? And I think he's expecting first team football and, um, and he wants to start game. So it looks, but it's all gone a bit quiet again. I think it was, that was quite, you know, that was um, making the headlines a few weeks ago, but it seems to have gone a bit quiet. So I don't really know what's going on with that, but I would like, I mean, I would like to either see him go, like he's, he's a player that's obviously come through and has been raved about massively um, for the last couple of years. And we got, we, we saw, we saw him in a couple of games, season before last you know in a couple of, i think cup games fa cup games and you know he looked pretty decent and he obviously had a very good loan spell so he's someone that like everyone's got their eye on if you're an Arsenal fan you've got your eye on him and he's similar to a couple of other players we talked about where it's like you don't want to sell him now and then he goes on to be this like absolute superstar because that's what he's being touted as so i would want to keep him for those reasons but yeah it's 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 difficult to see where he's going to get game time um so maybe it's another loan yeah, what do you guys think? I would loan him out again. He's 19, I think. And um, look, the, the reality of us becoming a better team is that these youngsters are going to have to wait an extra season or two to break in. And maybe that means another loan. Like Saka, Smithrow, Martinelli, they were very lucky, actually, that they came through at the right time when we kind of were rubbish. And look, if there's a Bukayo Saka coming through now, there's every chance that he might not get in the team now because the current Bukayo Saka is there, right? So um, I think these players, just we need to figure out a way of just managing these young talents because we do have a good academy, but it just means, yeah, you go on loan and then you go on loan again. Mm. But what's important is that when you do come back from a, a good loan, and we'll probably come on to this in a second, that we find a way of putting these players through the system. Yeah, I think unless they believe, if they actually think that maybe they're not good enough to make it a club like Arsenal, then I can kind of see it. And in that respect, I respect it. Um, but otherwise, I think there's, there's a lot of impatience. If you look at a lot of the other top clubs, look at Chelsea done it really well, right? Chelsea, for the last um, couple of seasons, their top young players, they've managed to keep them quite happy and loan them out to Premier League sides. Like so with Patino... Like I can't, you know, he's on loan at Blackpool, did well at Blackpool, but Blackpool got relegated. So you're playing for a, a, a relegation candidate. I'm pretty sure they got relegated. You're playing for a relegation candidate in the championship. You can't just assume that you're going to be able to then go and make an impact next season at a team that finished second in the Premier League. Like have a Premier League loan. If you are if you are good enough, like then a Premier League club will probably take you. If you're not, then, you know, but you know that that that's a different that that says something else um so yeah like i i i really would like us to loan him to a premier league club I, i'd be a bit disappointed if he went but um 
yeah, I don't really see any other option for us, really, though, do you? Like, it's not like we're going to cave and go, oh, no, don't leave. We'll give you some Premier League minutes just because we want to keep you. I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening with Ethan Ranieri either because it, it sounds like he's he, he's coming out of contract in the next week. He hasn't signed um, professional terms yet. And um, it sounds like Chelsea and Man City are really keen as well. You've got to hope that he gets good advice on this. Like, where is he more likely to get minutes in the long term? Where's more likely to be better for his development? Um, the evidence surely has to say Arsenal. So, Amari yeah. Hutchinson is the prime example. Isn't he? he is indeed, indeed. Apparently, he's being loaned to League Two. The League Two. I team. mean, that's just really that's apparent. Apparently, yeah, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> poor, isn't it? Um, in the interest of time, yeah, let us just kick on. Um, this is a shorter section, so good. Um, forwards, right? Unanimous keeps. Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, Saka, Trossard, Balogun. Balogun being the interesting one here. So this probably already says, you know, you could already tell where this is going to go. Then the big debate has been around, um, you know, Balogun and Inketia. Is there a world where they can both kind of exist? So we we um, we clearly have some slightly different views on that. But let's just go for the easy one first. Before you move on, Raj, yeah. I, I don't know if this is news, but so I was just on Twitter, so. I don't know if this is a, a a good source. Graham Bailey of ninety minutes football, but apparently he's he said that Arsenal. Have to, I'll read the tweet, tweet out. Arsenal have told Balogun to search for a new club after he rejected the chance to discuss a new contract with the Gunners. There's, in response, uh, now. guys, there's yeah. a there's a there's a bigger breaking news. David Ornstein, yeah, thirty-two seconds ago. No. Thirty-two seconds ago, Arsenal of tonight submitted a massive offer to West Ham for England midfielder Declan Rice. Proposal is for hundred million pounds plus five million in add-ons. Would be a record for a British player. Hundred and five million. Wow. Wow. Oh. I told I told you, didn't I? I said to you guys, did you see my message before that <laughs> something would happen with the Rice while we're recording? You tell Edu wow. to just wait till we were on. This air. is. Intense, a hundred and five world record for world record for a British player. They've got to just fucking accept. Like this cannot go any longer. You don't like respect to Arsenal. You know what? If we lose now, I don't care. We're like you can't yeah. have a go. Yeah, at can't. There's nothing else you can There's do, nothing right? else yeah. you can say. No. I don't even think Declan Rice is a hundred and five million player. Like he is good, but. Like, but like you said before, like, Aaron, right? The market is mental. The market right is weird, it's right? Screwed. Like they said, um, I mean, Rob Holding's apparently worth thirty-five million. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, what, what do I know? Where'd that other five million creep in? I <laughs> what said. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did say. Anyway, um, sorry, Mike. I'm really sorry because when you said about that, that you would when you started talking, yeah. I went on Twitter to see if I could see that, and then this came up. I thought so, that's what you were talking about. Yeah, right. exactly. I don't know if it's a legit. That must have just happened like, as I as I. I was like, mate, yeah. it's David Orstein, mate. What are you about? Like, um. What are yeah. we talking about then? Are we talking about rice? Or are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about balance? I probably need some time to digest the rice stuff. What did? What was the Balakin story? Well, I've lost the tweet now because uh, <laughs> I've gone into the. But it was basically on the lines of um, we 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 basically said that he can leave, and there were a number of clubs listed that were now interested. It was like West Ham, West Ham, funnily enough, Palace. Uh, I can't remember who they were. There was a few others. I'm, I'm just seeing if I can find the tweet again, but maybe not a good source. But yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think we have to. Like, I think there's a couple of things. And I know this isn't... Like, the other thing I think is actually 
really, really important now is he's declared for the US. And um, they're going into a World Cup where he's probably going to be their number one striker. So even if he doesn't play a single minute next season, his value is going to go up. Like, this is the worst time you could sell Balogun on the cheap. Unless someone comes and gives us 40 million, 50 million for him, fine. But I think commercially, it makes sense for him to stay. I think footballing-wise, it makes sense for us to give him a go. He can't do any more when he's on loan. Um, it seems like a lot of people seem to have accepted that we might sell Balogun because he wants to play. But I think a big club tells a promising young player just yeah, just, just shut up for a minute and just play your game. You've just come from a mid-table French team. Like, have a good preseason, prove your worth, and you will play. Um, like it, it sounds funny, but we were, we were probably talk, saying the same thing about Saliba uh, 12 months ago. It's like, just come back from loan, just sit down, shut up, and play, and you will get a chance. Um, and... I think Balogun just needs to convince the manager that he can do a job because uh, Eddie got chances last year. The only thing that's stopping this is if his desire to play, like he genuinely wants to start 38 games a season in the Premier League, which let's say he might not be able to guarantee that. um, But let's say he wants to go and be the number two, number one striker at another French club or goes to Spain, goes to Italy or wants to go to a, a forest or a Burnley or something like that. Fine. But I think we just I don't know why you do that. We've I don't know why you do contract. that. Yeah. I think we use some of our, our negotiating position here. Like uh, we, you, a contract is also meant to protect the club. I know players have all the power, but even if, if him and his, if he's getting a bit tetchy, I think yeah. we just say, listen, mate, sorry, you want to go out on loan, but we're not selling you. Did you, and I'm sorry, but before when you were talking about the commercial bit, I was a bit distracted because I was trying to see if there was anything else on Twitter around the deals. But did you mention about the World Cup point? Yeah, um, yeah I said there's a World yeah. Cup in the US. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's going to be the main striker because the US don't really have anyone else. Yeah. That's massive. That like, is massive, commercially. If he goes to the US and as an Arsenal player, like I guarantee you he's going to be there on tour starting in the all-star game in the man united game in all of that yeah, like we'll milk that right because we'll, yeah these preseason tours are not about football like they're about making money and that is a like that's how you make money right um 100%. and i think we're just right place right time give them a go worst case you sell him in a year and his value will still be high because he's got that commercial value. Very true. Um, there's a name here that we've just left hanging for ages. <laughs> Nicola Pepe. Right. Let's rattle through this guys. Cause this is a uh, turning into a marathon episode, which is, which is what our squad review is always going to be, but we can do this quickly because we don't need to talk about this too much. Cause we've all said sell Pepe. Um, Look, what more to say? I mean, I, I know that there are some arguments to say that he's a chaos player. Mize, you made the point on a previous episode around, <laughs> like, James, good point. It's like, you know, what if he's around, if we, you know, to break a deadlock, you know, you never know what he's going to do, bring him on, on uh, and see what happens. Fair enough. Look, this is a guy who 
is our record signing. Um, that might break very soon. Um, but he, he is our record signing today. Everyone associated with that transfer has been sacked. It was an internal investigation <laughs> that literally, you know, Tim Lewis was brought in and, and investigated and everyone got fired. Mental. And, um, you know, we can't get this. No one who wants to buy this guy, seemingly. Like, I've not heard anything about him. All three of us say, Sal, um, you know... Wow. Okay. Shall we just move on? Does anyone have any burning desire to say something about him? No. <laughs> Legends. <laughs> Funny. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Here's bit the big talking right. Eddie Nketiah. My says keep. Aaron and obviously Ooh. says sell because he says sell for everyone. I uh, <laughs> and I and I say sell as well. Um, uh, let's go, Aaron. And why are you selling Eddie? I think to make space for Balogun basically. Um, there's not going to be enough space for both of them to get the minutes they want. Unless for some bizarre reason that Eddie and Ketty is just happy to be third choice striker. But then you've got Trossard who can play that role as well. Um, and actually, I think whoever out of Balogun and Ketia plays will probably be third choice. Or like third choice when it comes to starting games. Maybe you probably have one of those as first choice off the bench when you need to mix it up and change things. But yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Like, you kind of have to have to pick one. I think Eddie's had his chances, hasn't been able to lock down a regular run of form. I just, I've never really thought he would be that guy. He works hard, nice guy, but just not at the required <laughs> level for me. So, um, like, he can, he can go and he will have a very good career in the Premier League and he might get 15, 20 goals a season and fair play to him that's okay but it doesn't mean that he's right for us especially if we're going to block someone like Balogun getting a chance I think you know Eddie's had two seasons now it's time to give Balogun a, a shot that is a key point isn't it it's about I think that unfortunately it's relative feels binary doesn't it I don't know how accurate that is but it feels binary it feels like it's an Eddie or Balogun situation to, to some degree my my clearly doesn't agree with that so it'd be good to get your thoughts in the second wise but it feels like you know it's just it is it there's going to be lots of games true um but uh, I don't think Balogun I, I can't see us keeping Balogun in the squad to play five games or you know even you know I think I think we'll be trying to play Balogun more. Uh, if we're playing Balogun a bit more, I just can't see where Eddie gets in. Particularly now, Havertz is there. There are other options like you can play centrally in the way that we rotate in positions and whatever. I just can't see it. Uh, Mize, sorry, I was distracted because uh, <laughs> I sent the uh, a screenshot of the Ornstein tweet uh, to my football chat. Not obviously not the one with you guys in it, and then my brother-in-law is a West Ham fan. That said, um, we're after 120 million. I've heard. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> How much money do these guys want? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I think this was one. And Ketty, I was a little bit, yeah, I, on the I was going to say on the fence, undecided. But I, I put keep. Kind of similar reasons with a few of the other players that I want to keep is more around the squad. And it's a fair point that maybe it is just him. It's going to be him or Balogun. Makes it like, I find the, uh, I feel like Arteta just really likes Eddie. Um, likes having him in the squad. Obviously, he obviously got a new contract, I think, was it a year ago? Um, I don't see like decent offers coming in for him. Like I think if any offers do come in for him this summer, they're going to be pretty low. Mm. Um, 
and I wonder if that might be the might be a reason why we rather than yeah like rather than kind of t- accepting a low ball offer we keep him in the squad and like I said I think he's a player that Arteta does does like but I think look, if you said to me who would I if we had to choose one Balogun or Eddie I would I would want to keep Balogun and want to keep give him a go um like it doesn't really upset me if it doesn't upset me as a fan if Eddie doesn't play more than five to ten games a season but I think having him in the squad could be invaluable if we have a similar situation to what happened with Jesus where he was out for three months and then it's just Balogun this season which is better than what we had last season but then it's just him and then it's like oh shit what if Balogun isn't as good as we all think he might be you know yeah yeah, he scored goals in the French league but that's not the same so yeah like I think it's more we know what you get with Eddie decent squad player probably not a player that I'd want to be at Arsenal in a couple of years time but for right now on the assumption that we're not going to go and get another striker then yeah I just want to keep him around but again if big money comes in for him or good money comes in for him then I you know I wouldn't be too upset about him leaving and we've got that bet haven't we Aaron and maybe that's one of the reasons why I said we want to keep him I want to keep him because we've got something like 20 quid riding on it haven't we I think so um Marquinhos um wait I didn't say did I say so Changing, changing his tune. Uh, <laughs> no, I put loan for Marquinhos. What, Did you? What are you doing? Yeah, Did I put you? loan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. I mean, I think oh, I just. Assu- well, well, I, I think Marquinhos I just, has done nothing, man. <laughs> I, just, I, I, just, I just assumed, you know. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't put Cel Saka if it was like 150 million. Or like <laughs> yeah, sorry. You said loan. Sorry. I mean, I, I really do apologize. This was like very last minute slide work, but um, okay. Um, do, do you want to change your mind to sell? No, no. I, like, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Marquinhos is Marquinhos. Like, like, come on, let, man, mate, just, on just let him go on loan. It's okay. <laughs> uh, do you guys, what, what? I mean, would you have a, what if he couldn't get a Premier League loan? Would you still just be willing to, to loan him out somewhere else? Yeah, just let let the let the boy play. <laughs> it's okay man like, I don't, again, it, I don't, this chill? where did this chill come from where, no, where I just I think Marquinhos it's the same, like, same as trusty I don't think Marquinhos is ever going to play for Arsenal like so I don't know no it's, it's money laundering but it's like money we'll just like look to get him into England another loan we'll sell him for 10 million quid job done that's okay um Reese Nelson Final, the final name to be discussed, Reese Nelson. So, uh, Mize and myself say keep, and Aaron and says loan. Um, I mean, Mize, before we get to Aaron and like, I mean, can you see any sense in the idea to loan, or you know, is your is your basis for keep um, anything to do with uh, Saka and backup for Saka, even though Nelson didn't play that many minutes? What, what's your what's your thinking here? New contract that he just got. He just got a new contract, didn't he? I'm not making that up, am I? Is that official? By the I don't way? think I it's official. Sure. It's not official. Oh, is it not? Okay. No. Okay. Assuming that that is going to happen. Um, like, it's it's a weird one with Reese Nelson because, and we've talked about him a few times, where really promising youngster, um, very, very exciting player, kind of ha- had a couple of injury problems, obviously went on loan a couple of times, hasn't really worked out but you still look at him and think oh there's a player there do you know what i mean like every time he comes off the bench he's the guy out of all of our all of our other 
um, you know, attacking bench options. He's the guy that comes on and makes a difference. And obviously the, the goal, the winner that he scored, the last minute winner that he scored um, in that game, uh, was it Bournemouth? It was Bournemouth, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that that was like a memorable, memorable moment from the season. But just in general, um, he seems to be a player that does come on and make a difference. And so I kind of feel like he is someone that if he were given some more game time, he could be a really, really interesting and dangerous player. And I've always known him as being a right-sided attacking player. But I know he's like played for us on the left and he's played a few different positions. But I would really like to see him as that, yeah, that Saka kind of backup player, the guy that comes on when we need to rest Saka for the last 10 or 15 minutes of a game, you know. Um, and let's see what he can do. So, yeah, I, I don't really see any reason to sell him. And again, similar to a couple of other players, how much money would we really get for him if we wanted to try and if we want to if we put him on the market how much would we really get is it really worth it you know then who do we who, we're going to have to replace him with another attacking player I would, I would i would have thought so another winger um uh, and that's probably gonna that's obviously gonna cost money so yeah um i, I i'm more than happy to keep him and i think um he's not going to play massive minutes he's not going to be starting lots and lots of premier league games but he's a relatively decent squad player for now i think yeah Aaron, do you want to loan him yeah so i think my only logic here was i almost put arsenal to one side here and i thought this is a guy that just needs to play regularly this season like he can't just sit on the bench and i think i think that does leave us a bit short and that's the risk but i think if he signs a contract four years or whatever just give him a season where you can just go to a Premier League club like a Fulham or a, a West Ham or whatever and just let him play week in, week out for a year and we'll finally just work out if he's good. Because I don't think, like, if he just carries on being this guy off the bench, I don't think that's good for his career. I don't think we'll know. Um, and I think when he gets into the run of things, he can play. But I think, look, it, I can see the rationale for keeping him and if that's that's okay too. But because we do need a backup for Saka. I do think your rationale is pretty good. I and really it's sort of maybe it's well delivered. I can't see it happening though. Like I can't see the scenario where he's signing a new contract with a kind of you know, un, with the understanding that he then goes on loan out again for a season just to kind of you know, as you say, like he. I, I agree. I think he'd be he'd be really ben he'd really benefit from a season of games. But I think um, I, I think that. There is that just that concern, right? That Arteta really likes to have a left-footed right winger, and he really likes that with Saka, and that's probably the reluctance to kind of play Nelson there. Um, and so I just, I do, I do just worry and see where that where those minutes are going to come from, um, to be honest. But um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's interesting, um, right? Is there any are there any closing squad related comments there? I mean, have you got I tell you what, actually, given that we've just bid 105 million for Declan Rice, um, and I know we assumed that he was gonna be kind of, you know, we're gonna sign a player of that that nature. Has that changed your perspectives at all on any of your decisions today from a like from from not necessarily what you want, but from a what you think will happen? Because I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where we're not making sales. Like, if we if we do what Aaron suggests that we've done, what that we do, then we're probably going to be okay, money wise, right? I'm sure the Cronkies will be fine. We'll make up some of the money that we're spending. But I think you know, my you and I have had a bit more of a conservative, I think, outlook of who we sell. Um, 
but it feels like I'd be very surprised if there aren't a, if there aren't a couple of decent sales right in this team. I don't answer. I don't. I don't know how the numbers work otherwise. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. It was, I didn't was, no, no, I'm not. I wasn't sure if it was a question for me, but yeah, I mean, the oh, no, the rice guys aren't on mute, and it's just my uh, thing going nuts again. Mm. Carry on, you carry on talking. I can hear you, mate. So carry on. Yeah, what what do you think? Do we need to sell players? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, yeah, I I, I think we ha- we absolutely are going to have to sell players, and I think it comes down to making sure that we get the right numbers, the right you know, the right value. Um, or valuations like if teams are coming in if clubs are coming in sorry and they're hitting our valuations for players that we are willing to sell then yeah i think i think uh, we, we, it looks like we're spending massive this summer we are doing some serious serious business if you're thinking 105 total for declan rice 65 i think it is total for Havertz. you're looking at 30 40 timber and we're only a week or two into the transfer window um yeah clearly Clearly, there's going to have to be some sales, but I think there's definitely players there that are expendable, um, and there's 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 a few players that I don't think um, we're necessarily going to miss too much. But I think I, don't, I, don't, I think I think selling as many players as you think we might or would want to, Aaron, and is like that's a massive overhaul. Like then I think we are then looking at replacing them as well. So we might have to, mate. It's better to pay pay for all these all these players. I think the Thomas Pye one's a really interesting one because I think now if Declan Rice happens, that could that could trigger a few other deals. And I think the Jacker maybe goes. Like I think we've been waiting yeah. on Havertz and Rice to get confirmed or get done. And then we kind of sanctioned the de- the uh, Xhaka deal. If money does come... Because Juve were linked with um, Thomas Partey, but that's not happening now because I think Rabio extended his contract and i think they don't they don't they, they look they're not looking at for someone in that area now so it looks like it's going to be saudi if 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 anything and i think i don't think we turn down 30 40 50 million you know for, for thomas yeah. party um yeah and then there's the players that we talked about like players like players like holding cedric i know cedric might not generate any money but pepe you know there's there's definitely players that we need to just get out of the squad and off the wage bill for sure well i i i I totally agree i think that i i think you i agree with that there was always a plan on spending big but i think when the reality hits i think there would have still been a case of if we do end up spending that big um you know there's got to have been some conversations around how we're gonna you know make some of that back I, i i i do i do think that it could mean that players like Tierney, if there was about a 50-50, you know, kind of get get the extra push. Um so yeah, look, uh wow, look, I think I'm still relatively reeling from rice news. I really wow, like it's not it's kind of nice to see us acting like a big bollocks team, isn't it? Like it's just kind of fun, like all these years of just kind of being yeah. jealous. <laughs> it's just I mean, look, we could talk about this. I was gonna ask a question, we could you could get into it and we could talk about it for a while, but if we hit those targets, if we get those targets of Rice, okay, Havertz looks like it's done, Timber, it might be one or two others, you know, players that we're looking at, but they're three massive signings, right? Three arguably players that come straight into the first team. Um, where, what is, from your perspective, for you, for, for you two, 
what's the ambitions for this season? Because is that is that us saying to City, right, we're, we're going after you this season and we want to win the league and we want to have a crack at winning the Champions League? Or do you think we're still building? We're still building towards a squad and a team that could compete in maybe in two or three years' time? We have to say that we're, I mean, we competed last season, didn't we? So I think that... Um... We... We competed, but I think, yeah, okay, but well, think, ahead of schedule is that what you're kind of? Well, we fell we fell short by quite a bit in the end. I know, like points wise, maybe not and everything, but you know, oh, look at both teams. Look at both. Look at yeah. kind of what, when when City won and all the rest of it. Like we we fell off, right? So, yeah, I think it is a squid. I, I I think that we've currently, if all those signings happen then it is a squad, I think, capable of competing for the title because all those players that we had last season, all those young players are a season older. They should be a, a, they should be better. Um, if, if you know, it's not just getting these additional players in terms of quality. It's also the, I guess, the, the breaks that they give some of these other players that can, you know, hopefully rest and therefore kind of perform at a higher level um, more consistently. So I feel it is, I, I feel like, They've just done Arteta and Edu and Cronkies have just done all the right things right now because I think they've just said right if we don't do this then there is no chance that we can maintain this level and I think honestly like I I really think that this squad if all those signings come off I'm really intrigued to see how we do in the Champions League I'm really really intrigued like there's there's man I don't want, I th- I think we've got a better chance of winning the Champions League than the Premier League. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd, no, be, I I'd, think... love, I'd be willing to put, not willing to put money down. Like, I'm not saying I think it would happen, but I'd love to see the odds for us winning the Champions League over the next two seasons. Like, I, 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 I don't, I'm not massively confident at all about the Premier League title. I think it's well, I think it's really hard. I'm not even confident that we'll necessarily finish second in the Premier League next season or even the season after. I think it's so competitive. But I think we're building a bloody good team. Um, and I'm really intrigued to see how the rest of Europe deals with it. Yeah, I think there's probably something, you know, we've gone on about this plan, the rebuild, right? And this is the, I can't remember where, which phase we were in or what we were ahead of it, but this is phase three, right? This According to the plan, this is where we start phase three, which I think in Arteta's eyes was let's start to build a team that can compete for the title because Last season's squad wasn't building a team to compete for the title. That's build a team to get top four. And it almost competed for the title. This is the let's start building a team to compete for the title. Maybe after that, it's let's regularly win titles and win European trophies, right? But I think there's something to be said. But A, like, it's bloody, it's the 27th of June. Like, these players aren't even back for preseason. We used to be a club that um, waited until... You know, we got battered eight two at Old Trafford before we decided to go and spend some spend some money on players. Right, we had that season where bloody Oxley Chamberlain was going to Liverpool, but we started him against Liverpool, and then we just left him up there, and then he signed for Liverpool for forty million or whatever. Even though he was going, he still played, and we lost. Right, like we were not a serious club back then. Now it's the twenty seventh of June. Players haven't even players are still on holiday. Like. Edu, Arteta's still on holiday. We're bidding big, big money for a top, top player. 
it sounds like Habits has done. Apparently, there's some pictures floating around on social media this evening of like Habits doing an interview with Arsenal.com yeah, and like the website leak. So that looks like it's 99% done. Probably going to be announced tomorrow or something. Um, and we're bidding for other players as well. So this is what we want. This is like, and on Declan Rice, like we bid 100 million plus 5 million. If City beat that and City come in, I don't care. Like, fine. I don't, I won't be annoyed. Like, because that's just silly money territory now, right? We it's have stretched ourselves. Yeah. As well. We have stretched ourselves to the maximum. Fair play to West Ham. Um, have like negotiated this well. Um, but like fine, if City come in and put 110 million in or pay 100 million up front and five, like we can't do that. That's that's a player that's beyond our reach. And that's okay. I'm happy with that. So let's hope this is enough to get it done. If not, let's go and get someone else. But at least we've got a club that is not that is sensible about decisions. I think we'll be sensible when it comes to selling players too, and I think we will see players that we like go right. And if like if big money comes in for a player we like, if big money comes in for a Jorginho, a Partey, hell, even like a Vieira or Smith Rowe, we might sell because that's the downside of this. Yeah, it's um, probably it's probably a topic for another episode, but I yeah. actually, I I think the a potential next big sell in the next couple of seasons might be Gabriel. Yeah, like anyone, anyone. I think anyone who isn't Saka Martinelli, like, is probably sellable. If I'm going to be, I think Martinelli is definitely one that I can see him like playing for. I was going to say Real Madrid because he just fits the Real Madrid mold, but I know they've got Vinicius on that side, but. You know, Martinelli could go on to become a 100 million pound plus player if he's not arguably already, if, if it, depending you know on what you what you value him at. So yeah, yeah, there's definitely a few, isn't there? So um, yeah, let's, a fair play to the club. Let's hope we get it done. But we've we've done all we can to get this player over the line. And if he look, we've, the player sounds like he wants to come here. We've basically done what West Ham have asked us to do. Um, what else can we do? Hundred million up front. It is mental. That like, is I, mental. I mean, I guess that up front, but it doesn't obviously mean this. Year. Obviously, it's not this year, so it could be over four or five years. But even so, yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, um, guys, we're at one hour forty odd minutes for this, so uh, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, geez, thank you for anyone who listen to at least the majority of this episode live um russ i think that's you legend absolute legend thank you <laughs> um thank you for everyone else in the comments um some confusing comments here as well but um thank you for them and um thank you for anyone who's listened to this on uh, spotify apple whatever else in you know one part two part three parts i don't know how many you had to break this up uh, it was a really good fun chat obviously sidetracked towards the end given this like huge bit um geez i don't want to get sidetracked onto that again thank you uh mice aaronin been an absolute pleasure thank you very much cheers mate and uh take care everyone thank you good night bye-bye good night